Welcome back to another edition of It's Raining Mets. Ed Russo here, and we've got... The great Steve Knight. Steve, how you doing? Do you know what I'm great at? Why are you great? Because I just said so. And you know what? I saw you a couple weeks ago for the first time. Or no, last week. And you looked great. You did as well. I've told you this. Uh, I think uh, I like the beard. The beard's a nice addition. Thank you. Thank you. I think it's... I've been doing a lot of thinking, and I think it's here to stay. Um, well, there you go. Unless You're management says otherwise, which they haven't, so yeah, right. it's always a wait and see in the TV business. Yeah, but it's a COVID thing, so I get it. Uh, most people don't decide to grow a beard in July. Um, I, I know. You know. You'll probably enjoy it even more in the winter. I know. I know. That's what I really. That, that's actually been a. Uh, because when you're running outside and you're working out outside and you start yeah. sweating, it, it having a, yeah. having a beard it does have its drawbacks yeah. for sure. It looks good. It looks good. Thank you. And speaking of uh, sweating, speaking of, of of all the hot weather we've been dealing with, um, it's we've had dealt with a really hot week last week, or much of this past week, mm-hmm. and we had one day of cloud cover, which basically cooled us by ten degrees. I think we were only in the low eighties that day. What was that Tuesday? so far in July where we didn't get into the 90s. The other day was the first day of July, so it has been basically since we flipped the calendar in July, it's been hot and it's been humid. And now we've got our uh, sixth tropical storm of the season, or sort I should say, sixth tropical system. That named storm. Named storm, easy to say. Yeah. Fay. Faye, how about that? And, uh, you know, this is, I don't know if you saw this earlier this week, but, uh, you know, kudos to the National Hurricane Center for always keeping us engrossed in knowledge. But uh, this is the earliest time on record we've had six named storms. We have not gotten into the Fs uh, this early. In fact, the other, I want to say it was like 2005 and it was like July 22nd was the last time that we got to an F storm this early so we not only uh, beat that record but we beat it by a lot by like two weeks i know i know that that's crazy so you know even though Faye isn't a strong storm it's still breaking records yeah it's still it's still breaking records it's another you know that's the thing i mean you know we're up to six storms none of them though have been you know major players some have caused flooding in some parts of the country uh but in terms of like you know devastating system uh we haven't had any of those yet none of those uh, none of these have been that powerful but uh i think it's just indicative of how active we could be all the way up until november 1st or even november 15th the way things are going so yeah and 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 that's a great point and also another one kind of to expand on that as you were saying they haven't been these blockbuster storms but you know you can get tropical systems that can basically have their name retired because they just drop so much rain. Exactly, so, and that's uh, something that, and we haven't talked too much about the tropics because we're just kind of hurricane season. We're just kind of getting into the teeth of it. But you know, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, these things are measured by their wind speed. So oftentimes, you know, people will kind of be lulled to sleep. Oh, only a Category One hurricane, or oh, it's only a, um, you know, remember, folks, the last big flood we had uh, in Harrisburg and along the Susquehanna was in 2011 and that was the result of a tropical storm as a result of the lead. These things are much more about the water than they are the wind 
but unfortunately they're categorized by wind. Yeah, and I think people, you know, the, the, the wind obviously just sounds like a better story than getting three to four inches of rain in an hour and a half or two hours. But the it's, well, yeah, it's it's it, for lack of a better term, it's sexier. You know, well, it's got max sustained winds of 160 miles per right. hour. People can relate to that. Yeah, and they say, they, hey, it's ain't a lot. People go, oh, okay. And they think it's of the uh, and they think um, of the palm trees that are like parallel with the ground, being pushed over by the wind. Right. Well, and another one, you know, the 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 storm of all storms to this day in Central Pennsylvania, 1972. Uh, just had that anniversary in June. Um, Agnes, by the time Agnes was a hurricane, uh, but Agnes had weakened, and by the time Agnes got to Central Pennsylvania, Agnes was a tropical storm. So there you go, folks. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, we did Agnes. Agnes was a hurricane, but did not hit Central Pennsylvania as a hurricane. So these things, and as I, I'm sitting here right now looking at the radar, and it is absolutely pouring uh, in Philadelphia. It's pouring in portions of Chester County, Berks County, and we've been talking about eastern Lancaster County, particularly once you get east of Lancaster City, and it looks like they're starting to get some banding of some heavier rain, too. Yeah, it even, even looks like some of that's trying to work into even southeastern York County, like Delta, Peach yep. Bottom area, so... Down Peach Bottom Way. Yeah, yeah. yep, down Peach Bottom Way, and, and of course down into uh, Hartford and, and Cecil County, Maryland, getting it pretty good, too, so... Um, and amazing that uh, they could be talking about, you know, winds of 25, 30 miles per hour and two to three inches of rain in New York City. Yep. You know, and it doesn't sound like a, a, a bad storm, but if you're vacationing at the beach this week, of course, it's the end of Fourth of July week. Um, right. You know, it's a horrible beach day, you know, yeah, at the end of the it's day. Terrible. It's a good day to pack. It's a good day to pack. That's that's terrible. You spend one of your whole vacation days just getting ready to go home, and it's uh, you, know, you know how Friday is when you have that beach week. By Friday night, like a little bit of depression starts to set in. Yep. And you start you know cleaning up the house and packing, and you usually don't have like a, a real big dinner. I know when we've done beach weeks, like Friday night might be the night that we like got takeout pizza, you know that kind of thing. You're not going to make this huge meal and a bunch of dishes and all because you're going to leave in the morning. Uh, you know, I got to tell you. It, the I call it the post vacation blues. It starts yeah. before you leave, yeah. Because you know you open you open your closet and you see the suitcase and you're like I'm gonna be taking that out in a couple hours and you oh, just I know I know it's it's like it's like something on steroids. <laughs> yeah, it is it is and you lose that whole other day yeah. because you're so fixated on leaving. I gotta yeah. tell you, living in the moment the entire time is the best way to do it, but that's hard to do. Yeah, you just don't count the days until you have to. And I always look at it this way, and I, we all go through this, but I always say to myself, you know, you, you book that trip, you know, oftentimes even a year in advance, certainly usually nine months in advance, even if it's six months in advance, you have all that time when you're looking forward to it, and that's all a good time, and then the week gets here and everything. The hangover slash depression post vacation is far shorter than the fun you had looking forward to it so it, you just got to kind of look at it that way like you know what it's like a band-aid i'll rip it off it's gonna hurt it's not gonna hurt a long time you know <laughs> you're right awful long look forward to this and it was a great week you're, you're right you know I, i'm probably over it in two days yeah but it's yeah. but it's the morning you wake up back home that that's the worst 
Yeah. Because when you when, when you go to sleep, you forget that you left, and now you're and then when you wake up, you're reminded. Oh man, I'm home. My vacation's over. Uh, Monday back to work is always just major drag too. Yeah, you wonder why people call off Mondays. Yes. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's uh, that's Faye, and uh, we are getting a little piece of the action here. I I. You know, hopefully I'm not wrong here in eight hours, nine hours of heading into the weekend, but I think, you know, capital area, uh, you know, capital beltway and points to the west, really not much here out of fact. Right. And, you know, this is just this is just one storm. I mean, we're obviously very close to the coast, and we see the remnants of storms a lot. So, and with the projected active season ahead, we've already seen it's already been record-breaking. We're at the sixth named storm for the earliest on record. Um, we're bound to probably see something, I'd say, you know, August, September especially is when we really start to see things heat up. Yeah, and, and you know, that's generally when uh, things kind of get into uh, into prime time. I was thinking earlier this morning, though, that, you know, given the way 2020 is going, um, you know, the, A, don't be surprised if we have a really active season, and B, don't be surprised when a major hurricane strikes the United States on Election Day. Yeah, you know, it's uh it's twenty twenty and everything is on the table. It would just be it would just be about about par for the course here in twenty twenty. Yep. For yep. you know, Florida or Louisiana or South Carolina be dealing with, you know, a cat four or cat five hurricane on election day. Yeah, and we've all and we've that's that's just what we need and and it's uh there was something I was gonna expand on that and I forgot but I'll I'll come back to it. But yeah, it's uh it's been a crazy year. But hopefully we're we're surprised in a good way for once, and yes, you know, hopefully we are. We could use, we could definitely use a break. And the other thing too is that you know it's been an interesting um, at least couple of months here because you know uh, you were on the air on a Saturday in May when we set the all time record for the lowest temperature, not just for that date, but for the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, we broke a temperature record for the entire month of May. May was a bust. Really, temperature-wise, yeah, it was uh, very cold. What was that? Thirty? You know, when summer, you know, or at least spring, kind of going to get kicking here after we'd had such a, a mild winter. June, we kind of bounced back a little bit and uh, and got on course. And I want to say we had three days of ninety degrees or better in June, but they were all the second half of the month. So we kind of started to get on track. And now, you know, after that cold May, here we go into July, and we can't turn the heat off. No, and you know, leading into our next, the second half of this podcast, uh, we're looking super hot next week, and you, you know how hot it was this past week. It looks like it could be even hotter as we head into middle part of next week. I mean, we're we're already calling mid nineties. Yeah, middle part of next week, and uh, even into next, and, and this isn't always the case, but I would say more often than not, when you start to see long-term trends that you know are like mid 90s and you feel like i was i was pretty comfortable today i think i called for 96 on thursday and and i i was kind of pushing the back end of the model a little bit uh, most of the data i was looking at was like in the neighborhood of 92 95 somewhere in there yeah but uh, well the way this the way the way the trends have been i'll play i'll play the high card so i played 96 so we'll have to see it's unusual for long-term temperature trend models like this to universally underperform. If anything, they usually overperform a little. Uh, but I think we're in, in safe harbor right now to talk about temperatures 
middle of next week into next weekend, 94 to 96, if not higher, pretty consistently. Yeah, and then, of course, add in the humidity, I think it looks pretty humid um, yeah. next week, too. And that's that's easily a heat index 100, 105. Oh, easy, yeah. Yeah. You, so, you get that yeah. and the big the big fly in the ointment with these really hot days is your chance for thunderstorms because anytime you get you know most of the sky covered in clouds that can that can bust a temperature forecast and you know we were I think on Sunday I had mid nineties for Tuesday and Tuesday ended up being a fairly cloudy day because we had so much rain the night before and we had a lot of moisture in the air and we just couldn't get rid of that cloud deck and uh i think what we got to 83 84 on tuesday yeah 84 yeah so anytime you have these really hot days you got a lot of you know energy in the atmosphere heating things up and if you have the right forcing mechanism you can get some pretty good storms going so th that's always something we factor into i mean it doesn't look super wet right it looks drier you know, that's something that uh, you and i had that talked about a little bit off the air was, you know, admittedly, you know, I totally busted on, on that forecast that day. And, uh, it was one of those days where it had rained a lot the night before. Uh, there were all indications that, you know, there was either there was going to be, you know, just a strong enough sun angle or enough wind to kind of scour out those clouds. And sometimes you get burned because we live in a valley. Yeah. And there was like literally a vein through Pennsylvania, through central PA, specifically right along the Susquehanna. Clouds just pulled and they didn't move all day. No. And you got out, you know, you only had to go as far as Johnstown and they were at like 92. Right. So. Yeah. So, so north, east, south, and north. west, all hotter. Just smack dab right over central PA. We had that cloud deck. And that, you know, that's, that's, that kind of stuff micro aspects of meteorology is is hard to finesse even even 12 hours 24 hours beforehand yeah absolutely you know in uh it's funny that night i was sitting at the dinner table bemoaning the fact that uh my my temperature predict i called for 92 that day and it was 84 and uh, you know uh i'll just you know it, you're the same way we're all the same way that's a pretty big miss yeah um that's a pretty big temperature miss you know, I can't tell you the last time I was off by eight degrees. That's a lot. So I was really bummed. I was sitting at the dinner yeah. table and uh, just like upset and depressed. And and hey, my Steve, wife I, said to me, I, she goes, "Well, I, but I don't think anybody's going to care or be disappointed because they're going to be happy it was only eighty-four instead of ninety-two. People are probably getting tired of the heat and humidity." And she's like, "And it didn't really rain. It's not like." you missed the forecast and it rained all day or you said it wasn't going to snow and it was going to snow or you said it was going to snow 10 inches and we got nothing. She's like, you were just off temperature wise and I don't think anybody's going to care because you were off in a way that probably most people are happy you were off about. And I went, you know what? You're right. Okay, fine. I'm over my depression. You, mar you, you married a great woman, Steve. Well, that was a good pep talk. <laughs> yeah, it was. You're wrong yeah, in a good way. Yeah, you know, people, I don't think... Everybody gives us a hard time about, oh, you guys can be wrong all the time, and you guys, I, I, I don't think people realize, like, and I, and I will say, I'll throw it out there, probably 80% of the public didn't really know that I was off that much temperature-wise, because it was still a hot, humid day. We didn't have nearly as much sun as, as I was calling for, but it was still hot, it was still humid, and especially in these times of COVID, I think people just kind of went on with their lives, and mm -hmm. maybe remarked like, huh, I thought maybe it's going to be a little hotter, huh, I thought Steve said that there would be a little more sun, but then... You know, on to the next thing. Um, you know, when we're wrong, like, 
we get depressed. Like, <laughs> we take it to heart. It really bothers us. Yeah. I sleep over forecasts. Yeah, no, it, it been there, been there, done that. It's it's just this kind of thing where you, anyone, you know, it's it, it's humbling in a way too because it just tells you, you know, Mother Nature's gonna do what it does, and it just shows us that we still aren't there yet as having a fully perfected science at our fingertips. It's imperfect and. There's still lots of stuff we're trying to improve on. I mean, we've come a long way in forecasting over the years, but we're still not there where we're going to see 100% accuracy all the time. Yeah, people, you know, always say, I'm sure these questions too, you know, somebody will, like, today's a great example. They'll, they'll say, like, uh, you know, I'm going to uh, I'm going to Stone Harbor next Saturday. What am I looking at? And I'll go, well, hey, look, ballpark, you know, and they ask you that on a Saturday when you haven't been working. Yeah, one of my favorite favorite expressions that I would say to people is, you know, even a, even a day before, there are no absolutes with weather. No. Sometimes it's like ninety nine percent because it's a dome of high pressure and there's literally nothing that can really you know mess up the forecast. But you know, Mother Nature has a mind of her own. There are no absolutes with weather. Nothing is ever absolutely positively locked in one hundred percent. It's just the way it goes right and you know a lot of times when it, you know you've had these even even sometimes big events happen when it was supposed to be a pretty calm day and then those events are studied afterwards because nobody saw it coming and that's what we do we always go back and take a look at uh, you know uh, you know especially in the ones that we don't do too well mm -hmm. uh, whether it be you know, heavy rain, whether it be, you know, snowstorm, that you always go back and look and, and you, you make mental note of, okay, well, file this one away because this is what happened and, and this is why it happened. So the next time you see one with similar characteristics, remember the same thing can happen. <laughs> yeah, and that's great. That's great you say that, Steve, because forecasting, knowing the science is great, but knowing the area in which you live and how it works and knowing what's normal what's not normal goes a long way too i mean climatology and what's normal for an area is so important and your forecasting skill goes up dramatically just knowing that and that requires living in an area for a few years yeah that's a really good point that you made because you know let's say if if tomorrow i you know was in austin texas and you know i i would know how to find all the clues and I would I would be able to come up with a forecast and I would but you know I'm telling you right now I would not be as good day to day uh, for a while as a person who's been doing it in Austin Texas for five years right I wouldn't. you know right. you just you get it's it's like anything else you get to learn like the little nuances if you when you do it day after day after day like we do and see the results good or bad day after day after day like we do you, you learn the tricks of the trade. Yeah. It's like anything else. And Steve, you're like a walking almanac. I mean, you seem to know a lot of stats off the top of your head. Like well, That way, and it started when I was a kid. I, I, all I did was devour, um, like, sports record books. And yeah. Sports trivia books. And, you know, um, you know so I, I love that stuff. And I think it comes out in the podcast sometimes. So thank you for, for noticing it's that. It's serving you well. Whatever piece of... Uh, like we were talking about, you know, the sixth named F storm and the first time since July 22nd, 2005. Like, that stuff sticks in my brain for mm -hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. Don't ask me what I had for dinner last night. 
ask me about the Cincinnati Reds infield in 1975. Yeah. Yeah, being a stats guy really is important and helps you out a lot in this business. So all power to you. And I think that's fun. I, I think people enjoy that. And I try to, you know, we all do. We all try to interject some of that stuff, especially significant anniversaries in our forecast. Mm-hmm. And it's another thing, you know, a guy like, like you and a guy like me that grew up here, that's also one of our strengths is that, you know, unlike maybe some others, we can say things like, hey, you know, 1996, you know, the back-to-back, you know, big snowstorms. You know, I remember going to the farm show. I remember this. I remember that. I remember what I was doing in my life then, and I think to the viewer at home, they, oh, well, you know, I remember what I was doing in my life. I was either, you know, nine years old and it was, you know, up to my chin, or, you know, or I was, you know, like in my case, 25 years old and had to dig out for days, or I was 40 years old, or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think that helps. It helps makes us relatable to viewers here in Central Pennsylvania when you're able to kind of drop that uh, that knowledge. Oh, you know what? Before we go, yeah. Uh, what are you thinking about second half of July? Second. I just started looking at that a little bit this week. Yeah, I mean, I, it still looks like we're going to continue to see kind of a relatively hot pattern through the through the second half of July. I was looking at a little bit um, for the past couple of days. Is that what you're seeing? Yeah, you know, I what, what I'm seeing is that there's still several chances to kind of hover around 90 and be above average. By the time we get to the back end of July, we actually start trending the other direction. Yep. Our average high goes down for the first time all year to 85, and I think the trend. Very confident the trend is going to be to stay above average. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not we have another heat spike second half of July, you know, never say never. Right now, it doesn't look like we would. If I had to guess, if I was a betting man, I would say the first half of July is going to go down. It's hotter than the second half of July. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I've already got a lot of evidence here on July 10th to make that a good wager. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we shall see, but I think the trend is going to remain hot, humid, and above average. And I think by the end of the end of July, we could already be at our normal amount of ninety degree days for the year. So what 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 does Harrisburg normally get? What's the number? Twenty one. Twenty one. See, see, Steve, you know the numbers right off the bat. Um, I guess I was thinking it was a little less than that, but we'll probably be getting close. I think by yeah, the 21 end. Twenty one, and uh, we're either at ten or eleven. Yeah, I think, I think no. I think yesterday made it eleven. Okay. Yeah, and clearly oh, we, we're probably not getting there today because of the clouds from Faye. Um, but yeah, by the end of the July, we could be getting closer to that number. I by the end of next weekend, I think we could have five to six more ninety degree days by the end of next weekend. Yeah, and we could we could be around seventeen, eighteen by you know ten days from now. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so. we still got a lot of summer to go. <laughs> yeah, we have all of August and still, uh, you know, most of September to go through, so or all of September to go through. So, well, uh, Steve, thanks for joining uh, me today. It was been another great talk, another day where we're working remotely. Yeah, I love talking weather. I mean, there's it's interesting. You know, oftentimes we you know, we get to Friday, and man, there is always you know this week we've got Faye to talk about. We've got all the heat. We've got more heat to come. Uh, that's what makes it fun. I mean, yeah. there's there's always there's always something in the pipeline here at Central PA to talk weather-wise. Where we are never ever going, huh? Gee, what are we going to talk about? <laughs> yeah. There's always something, man. Always something going on. That's I know. Before fun. before we started this podcast, we were like, well, we should probably 
produce some of the content, you know, a couple days before, so we have stuff to talk about. And you and I just, well, I got, you know, I rolled out of bed at, at nine, and yeah. didn't even look at anything, and here we are talking uh, for, yeah. for almost forty <laughs> minutes. <laughs> so it's easy to talk weather. Yes. So. All, All right. right. Well, be well, my friend. Yeah. During these crazy times. Yeah, you too, Steve. You're listening to. Yep, you too. You're listening to. It's raining Mets. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Steve.